Find the yarns within your life to knit your perfect sweater. all and welcome to Muko's Corner. Muko's Corner is a show about leading a life that feels more you in both your life and tech career. I'm your host Mayuko and invite you to come in, sit down, get cozy, and enjoy the show. So today on the show we have Yuka Oishi. Yuka is a digital creator based in Brooklyn, New York. She shares tech reviews, productivity tips, and creative tutorials on YouTube. She loves to talk about everything Apple, camera gear, and BTS. So <laughs> <laughs> we talked about BTS before. I'm not really a BTS fan, but I learned a lot from you. Yes. We can talk about that all day, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll we'll, we'll kind of like I'll kind of learn a little. I feel like I learn a little bit more and more about BTS Army as we go on, so we'll kind of get into that as yeah. well. But how's your week been so far? Hi. It's Monday, so it's the it beginning. But how have you been? Yeah, um, good. So I have. We were just talking before the show that I am moving out of this current apartment in a month. Um, a little less than a month now. Um, so we've been apartment hunting fiercely for the past week or so. And Man. so that's kind of like what was on my mind for the past week. Yeah. yeah Is it I really think... competitive in New York to find a place to rent? Um, I think it's like, at least for Brooklyn, because it's so big and mm -hmm. there's so many apartments. I mean, there are a lot of people too, but I think it's a little bit easier than maybe San Francisco. Oh, really? That's I good. Think so yeah, I I always had the impression that like New York was as competitive or more competitive than San Francisco, but San Francisco's like seven miles across or something yeah. like that. It's so tiny, and, and then, I mean and I guess Manhattan is too, but Brooklyn's yeah, across the river, Brooklyn's right? bigger. And then if you want to live in a certain neighborhood, that's also like a little bit like it's pretty big. Mm. Um, and in San Francisco, there's, you know, like building laws that don't allow you to like build past like four stories or whatever in some areas. Oh. So I think there's like definitely like a housing shortage that makes uh, sense. in certain areas if you really want to live in that neighborhood or whatever. Right. Um, so I think there's less of that here. Yeah, and there's good transportation in New York yeah, too. Yeah, like you yeah. can live in surrounding areas, no problem. Yeah. Whereas like exactly. the Bay, it's like, if you live in Oakland, good luck with a BART. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I don't drive, so. Um, um, wow, New like York is really... perfect for you. New York is perfect, yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, on the show today, I have a few topics lined up about kind of like creativity, freelance, um, also being bilingual, because a lot of your content is also, is like, in mostly Japanese these days. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, I know you used to make English content and stuff as well, but mm -hmm. we can kind of see where the time takes us. Um, so, Yuka, uh, so actually, you and I know each other through the internet, right? I, think <laughs> we I guess met so, on initially. Instagram? No, we, we were both on um, Rebuild, which is yeah. a Japanese yeah, tech yeah. podcast. Um, and I think we met that way or something. I think I reached out and I was just like, I'm going to be on Rebuild and I saw you were on it. Hi. Yeah, <laughs> I think, yeah, we kind of like noticed each other through that and then yeah. started talking, like DMing each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We probably <laughs> only hung out like 
three times or something like that. Because yeah. we used to live in the Bay Area together. We mm-hmm. went to VidCon together and stuff. So most of our interaction has been online. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. kind of weird because I feel like we're like pretty close. But yeah. I've like <laughs> seen you three times. <laughs> I know (laughs) for sure I mean for those of you who don't know Yuka's content like I feel I really admire your stuff because it's so like creative focused and it's very just like every time I watch a vlog I'm just like man I want to get to like Yuka's level and like filmography and editing yeah also all of your like recent stuff of just like your um career series Mm. too has such good animations and everything (laughs) I'm just like oh I feel like I asked you earlier and I was just like Yuka where do you find your animations like how do you do these colors and how do you do all that you're just like i just google it and i'm like where are you looking because i can't find them <laughs> yeah well so um i mean i i remember we talked we talked pretty regularly and uh the most recent one i think we talked about kind of like our mission in mm-hmm. youtube and stuff like that and like you you said that your mission is to kind of like empower people to be creative and and like live a creative life i forget the exact wording mm-hmm. but it's, it's like to be creative right yep. um and so kind of like i think a lot of our listeners and viewers of course they often like ask me about this like how do you foster creativity like how do you become a creative person I think also because like my backgrounds in like the sciences and stuff it's just mm. like there's this so like juxtaposition of you're either technical or sciencey or you're creative mm-hmm. um so what like how do you how do you foster your creativity like I'm wondering kind of like how do you think about your creative process like walk us through that what are you thinking about what are you feeling huh that's such a interesting question because I feel like we so I'm trying to think how I should talk through this because it's such a loaded question (laughs) it is there's (laughs) many parts to this yeah but one thing that it reminds me of is um so I used to work at Pinterest for five years um and Pinterest's mission was really similar um, it, they've also changed their mission statement through, throughout the years, but um, basically, we wanted people to use Pinterest to like get new ideas and try new things and get inspired, and then like not just consume those ideas, but just like go out and do those things and just mm-hmm. put it in action. And that's something that I really liked and um, really felt passionate about while working at Pinterest. And one of the things that we talked about when we were going through that like mission statement is like, why do people feel like they're not creative? Um, mm. As an adult, I think a lot of people, if you're not a like an art school grad or if you're not a designer, um, a lot of people would say they're not a creative person. Mm. But I don't think that's true. And uh, it doesn't, you don't have to have a creative like creative labeled career or education to be creative um Mm -hmm. I actually don't have that either so I even at Pinterest I was like a program manager um and wasn't doing like design or anything or anything related to video at all um but I was able to just learn for myself uh, basically like 99% of the things I've learned is through YouTube um Mm -hmm. I just google whatever I need to and, and learned. Um, so anything is, most of the things is like teachable and like learnable by yourself. 
Um, but I think it's just that mindset of people thinking that it's not possible for them or they're not artistic enough or creative enough to just get started or like try it out. Yeah. Wait, okay. Can I ask a little bit more about your time at Pinterest? Cause mm-hmm. I, I don't think we've actually really super dove deep into this before. Uh-huh. Um, but like, what, what was it like working at Pinterest? Like now that you're talking about, like, it's a lot about like fostering creativity as a company. Like, were there a mm-hmm. lot of creative types there? Like how, how like Silicon Valley <laughs> to like San Francisco tech startup was it? Like, what, what was it like? Oh. Um, I think compared to other Silicon Valley companies, it was probably like the culture was probably a little bit more creative and like artistic mm-hmm. um, than maybe some other like very, very tech focused um, companies. Like we had, um, uh, so like one of the values that we had at the time is like called knit. Um, it's like knitting, but um, oh. it means to, uh, it's kind of like related to, you know, content on Pinterest, like knitting is a, like a huge topic, but also about um, interviewing uh, different uh, parts of the company, different, um, what is it called? Like functions mm. and really weaving those in to make something great. Uh, so it's like about collaboration. And I really like that word because it's, it's just like kind of really, um, has a good meaning and uh, really represents the culture that it, that Pinterest had at the time. Um, so, That's so cool. Yeah, so I think there was No a... other company has <laughs> a value called knit. <laughs> <laughs> right? I think wow. I, like from what I've heard from other companies, maybe some companies are like very, very dri- design driven mm. and like designers are at the top of the, the hierarchy or like, uh, engineers are like treated like God and they get to do whatever they want. Um, yeah. But I feel like Pinterest had a pretty good balance between mm. uh, all the different functions and everyone was pretty nice. Um, mm. We had like, like a really nice culture. Everyone's uh, really like collaborative and mm-hmm. um, sometimes like that could lead to like decisions not happening fast enough or whatever. But I think that was like a good culture, culture fit for me. Mm. that makes sense I, I kind of get why you and I like fit so well because like Patreon was also a much more creative company mm, than the right, typical right. like software engineer like Silicon Valley startup uh-huh. um, but at the end of the day it's still technology and so like even though it had this kind of like like under like layer of like creativity like music and the arts and just like creation but then at the end of the day like a lot of us were there executing and like building stuff and like serving creative communities and now we're both like full-time content creators and like i we bring a lot of what we learned from back then into our current work definitely yeah yeah it's so fascinating like i i do you think that like you would have become a content creator if you hadn't worked at Pinterest. Like now that I'm hearing about how the like how you were able to cr- foster your creativity at Pinterest, like it's I think it's interesting sometimes. Like the companies that you work at become like a part of you and your identity mm-hmm. and your work ethic. Like, do you think that was that had a huge impact? I think so. Um, but even before joining Pinterest, I was really passionate about like creative um, or like internet platforms that allowed 
people to make a living off of it. Mm. Um, so, you know, like way back when it was like maybe YouTube was kind of like one of the first platforms that allowed uh, YouTubers to be like, like make, make being a YouTuber their jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there came like Instagram or other like TikTok is now like a really popular platform. But um, I think, you know, even Pinterest sends a lot of traffic to blogs or like mm-hmm. different other different um, domains or other people's platforms. And that uh, really allows them to have enough traffic or uh, revenue through through Pinterest. So it's kind of uh, it's not maybe not necessarily like original content uh, hosted on Pinterest, but it, it's like a part of the ecosystem that allows creators to make a living on the Internet. Um, so that's actually one of the things I talked about in my like interview when I was interviewing for Pinterest. Like that's one of the things that I wanted to see more of in the world um, mm. because that's it just like opens up so many different opportunities for different people with different passions. Um, so I've always been kind of passionate about supporting people like that. And now I feel like I just became one myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this was like written in the stars from like a long time ago that you were going to do what you do now. Maybe. Yeah. Now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like stuff like that, you know, it's like you, there's all these like little things that lead up to, uh, like what ends up becoming i guess Mm -hmm. i saw um i read a post on instagram this morning from a comic artist that i follow called mari andrew Mm -hmm. and uh i think like the quote she wrote a post about um this phrase called ripe fruit falls quickly Mm. uh and she and i've never heard of that phrase before but it's all just about kind of like like when fruit is ripe like it it falls really quickly and so that kind of like equates to like life where it's like when there's like a ripe opportunity it comes quickly or Mm. it explains like if there's like something that you're really into or interested in it happens really quickly of just like you're just gonna like go from a to b and finish it or Mm -hmm. you meet a friend and you're just like i've never met you before but all of a sudden we're best friends because this relationship was very ripe Uh and she went on to talk about how like a lot of things in life like we don't expect that things are happening like that fruit is growing that things are flowering that fruit is ripening but when it is ripe it falls quick and then we notice that things are Mm. going on and i feel like that's such like a like a creatives like mentality of just like like even if it doesn't feel like you're outputting something or you're not being productive or whatever like you just have to trust that things are happening and like Mm -hmm. that's what makes it kind of scary a little bit because you have to trust in the unknown um but i thought that was a really lovely thing that i i read that's a really pretty way of phrasing it i feel like yeah Yeah, maybe sometimes it's called a sign like you could call it a sign that things happen quicker or I guess like maybe different cultures have different ways of saying it. But I definitely like I feel like we've both like had moments in our lives where it's like, why why is this happening so quickly? Like like it's kind of scary when that happens, right? Yeah, definitely. But yeah, usually I it just turns out well. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you made a video recently about freelancing and like mm-hmm. becoming a freelance content creator and like you interviewed me and the, this other person uh, named Horiguchi-san for mm-hmm. it. 
Um, it was all in Japanese. So can you kind of like recap that video for us a little bit? Yeah. Uh, so whenever I like do, you know, AMAs on like Instagram stories or whatever, a lot of people ask me about um, freelancing and uh, like what I did to prepare or what it's like. Um, I think a lot of people are curious about <laughs> how freelancing works or just how to get clients or whatever. Um, so I just wanted to make uh, a video and it ended up being like 30 minutes long because <laughs> like the interview I did with you and Horiguchi-san was like so good. I didn't like really want to cut anything out. Um, so it became super long. But I think it was really helpful for people who are like kind of looking into that space. Mm -hmm. And we answered questions like, um, like, what did you do to prepare yourself to become freelance? Uh, or um, like, what type of people are like good for freelancing? And mm -hmm. like, what did you learn uh, in uh, through working at companies before becoming freelance? Right, because yeah. all three of us had worked at like tech companies exactly, specifically, yeah. right? I thought that was, I actually didn't know that about Horiguchi-san. I was watching it, I was just like, "Whoa!" Like this is a pattern. Like yeah. maybe those of us who work in tech are probably, or maybe like the most positioned in some ways to become creative types sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then like even within tech, we all had different like functions because he was in sales at mm. Yahoo Japan. Um, so probably not, maybe not as technical, but he has had been like blogging for so many years and right. taking photos and stuff on his own. For um, sure. So. Yeah. What I think is also so cool about what you do is like you bring a lot of like, like you talk a lot about creativity, but it, and oftentimes you talk about it in Japanese. So it's in this kind of like Japanese creator economy, Japanese <laughs> creatives like space. Mm -hmm. But you also talk about it in terms of just like, like last year when um, just like a lot of stuff happened for the Asian American community. Ooh. Um, you talked about that. You also like translate stuff that's happening in America to Japanese uh, yeah. folks about like, here's what's happening with Black Lives Matter and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I love this kind of like cross-cultural knitting, if you will, <laughs> <laughs> what you do with your content and stuff. So like, and, and I think that's also one of the reasons why you and I connect so well of just like, we share similar background of like being Japanese mm -hmm. um, and like growing up in America. Right. And so like, I don't know, like how do you, like I, one topic that I often think about and talk about on my channel and other places is like, like how do you weave all of that together? And I don't know if that's something you consciously think about or not, but like how do you think about that in your own life and your own work? Yeah, so I think if I only did, like if my channel and all of my social media was only about like iPhones and iPads, I think I would have more followers <laughs> or like I, I, I would grow so much faster mm. because it's just like it's like a business strategy kind of thing where it's like you're you're honing into your specific niche. Right. Um, but I just don't want to do that because that's not like loving iPhones and iPad is just like maybe like two percent of who I am. Mm -hmm. And maybe some people know me be like or like notice me because of my iPhone review content or whatever, because it's it just like it gets more views than maybe other topics. Mm -hmm. But I don't I, that's just not like the whole picture. Mm -hmm. And I want to I do want to grow my channels and everything, but I also 
want to show who I am and kind of like be able to talk about different topics through my lens. Because if I don't, if I omit that lens and like my point of view, then people should just go to like The Verge to get like gadget reviews. Because like what, what is the point of coming to me if you only want like facts and specs, you know? Right. That's so true. So for me, I just want to weave in like my experiences, my point of view, how I live (laughs) um, and like everything that I am interested in. So like, for example, BTS has nothing to do with tech, (laughs) Um, but sometimes it does because like I got to review like BTS, like, phone cases and AirPod cases. So sometimes it comes together. Sometimes it knits perfectly. Sometimes it doesn't. It's fine. Um, But I feel like um, just showing up as myself um, is just like what I enjoy. And I think some people may like that. Some people may just want tech content, but um, I just want to be me. I feel you there. Yeah. I often think about that for my channel too, where I'm just like, I could just make coding content, tutorial content, but like there's so many other great channels out there mm-hmm. already that I think w- will do a much better job than me, really, truthfully. Yeah. Um, that I'm like, what would I even bring to the table? And it's not like making that content is like valuable, but is it like what I really want to do? Mm-hmm. Like not really. Like I want to talk about stuff that I'm interested in. So like whatever that might be, you know, I talk about stationary a lot and that's like the complete opposite of technology. <laughs> it's like pens sure. and pencils. Yeah. Like, that's old school stuff. <laughs> but I it's so fun. Too. Right. I yeah. mean, maybe it's because we're Japanese. Yeah. Just, like I can't not use a pencil and pen and paper and stuff for things. But, like, I feel like it's so satisfying when you find your people who, like, like all of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, you probably have fans who are just, like, I love BTS and I love Apple products and I love Notion Tours and I love creativity. And then they find you and they're just, like, yeah, oh, yeah. this is my person. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I've become, like, internet friends with, like, like my viewers because they would, like, send me their, uh, like, BTS crazy, like, insane Notion databases about bts and she was like here's what i did and i was like oh my god you are killing it (laughs) and then i actually showcased it in my one of my videos oh Um, that's so nice made her happy i think Um, yeah i bet she was like i feel so seen right now (laughs) she said like she started notion because of one of my videos but she just like went and like oh did her own thing and it was just I could never get on that level. <laughs> yeah, but your Notion videos are so good. I recently made a Notion video too, and I watched yours because I was like, <laughs> I need to see how she did it. Because <laughs> you have like multiple videos, and they're so in depth. And I'm just like, all right, I got, I guess, get some inspo. Like, <laughs> what features do I want to cover? So yeah, I definitely watched yours. Oh, thank you. There's so <laughs> many features, right? There's so many features. Yeah, I think like I think I you released some of those notion videos even before i started using notion oh really yeah because i was like kind of anti-notion for a little bit because i was like like it's not the easiest to use i think mostly i was stuck on like the every new line is a new paragraph formatting and i was kind of annoyed about Mm -hmm. that but then i realized every paragraph can move as its its own block yeah and i use like tables and databases and that's when i was like i get it 
And so I remember watching yours. And honestly, like I've introduced it to like a lot of other friends. And when they're Japanese, I'm like, watch this video. It's in Japanese. Like here's a notion, say, <laughs> like shokai. Like here's an intro to notion video. And I'm I'm trying to get people hooked into it. Yeah. Once you get into databases and like relations and rollups, and then like find your own like use case that really clicks and like it's mm. so customized to your experience it's it's basically like building an app for yourself it really is yeah especially they have like an api now i think that mm-hmm. i haven't played with yet but it's just like you can do everything and anything with yeah it. yeah so actually my my like task notion database is um like hooked up with my google calendar so Ooh. like this talking session has been added to like my task to put oh, today nice. and it's, like, it shows up automatically so that's kind wow. of fun <laughs> i need to learn how to do that do you have a video on that because I, I don't know. yet but it's just on zapier or oh okay yeah 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 that's like the thing that integrates two things <laughs> yes like an yeah. api connecting bridge thing. connecting yeah. thing yeah so cool all right let's talk a little bit about bts too because i <laughs> I feel like this is like every time we talk, it's like a Yuka-san's like BTS corner. <laughs> just, I have to like I, sprinkle in some BTS content here. Yes, there. yes, yes. Because I, I think like we've talked before about like why, why you like BTS, and it has a lot to do with like Asian American representation and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, update me with like, like tell me more. I guess I don't even know where to, like what questions to ask. Cause I'm just like <laughs> what. BTS. I know probably a lot of the viewers here and listeners are gonna know a lot. I hope so. I I I I think your some of your listeners are also army. Probably yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like they're like everywhere, and I I feel like it's like it's so like um it's so fascinating to see because for every other Asian related media that's ever been out there, it becomes this like it's it's like I don't know for anime it's kind of like like. This is gonna sound bad, but I'm just like I I kind of can tell if you watch anime, because <laughs> it's like kind of got that like otaku vibe sort of. Uh-huh. A lot of people these days, like anybody watches anime because it's more available and there's uh-huh. different kinds of, and stuff. But like BTS, truly, some I'm like I can't tell who listens and who doesn't. Yeah, honestly, it's so mainstream, right? Like yeah, like do you go like to like, I, I mean it's COVID right now, but like if you look at somebody, can you do you have like can you tell based on their vibe if they might listen to BTS or not? Uh, sometimes, like, there is a specific type of, like, clothing. I don't oh. even know what they're called. Like like a style? That, like a style that I might be like, hmm. Um, and also, I just, like, look at people. If, I'm, if I go to, like, a BTS event or, like, a... Uh, like I went to a dance class the other day. <laughs> I saw that on Instagram. That sounds so fun. It's so fun being an army in New York because there's like so many things happening all the time. There's like flash oh. mobs and dance classes and cup oh sleeve gosh. events, which is like a ca- like a cafe event thing where uh-huh. you get like cup sleeves. That's like yeah, BTS yeah, like on- so yeah, cute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's like so many things going on. Like wow. Every week, so it's really fun. Man, do you make friends when you go to those events? Sometimes, yeah. Like one time I was, uh, you know, when it's like somebody's birthday, like <laughs> BTS or any other like K pop 
group. Oh, yeah. Um, they yeah. do like a fan funded uh, advertisement on like a billboard on like, oh. a lot at uh, Times Square sometimes. Wow. Yeah, That's so power. It's so much. There's, they have so much power. Um, oh but gosh. I went to like a, I went to go see it one time and I was just standing there and it was so cold by myself. And then I saw somebody with a um, BT21 is like, uh-huh. you know, the, the characters? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. From yeah. Line that mm-hmm. like uh, BTS designed those characters. But um, mm-hmm. I saw a girl that had like a little thing, a keychain on her bag. Mm-hmm. And she was like also like staring up at the advertisement, waiting for it to play. So I was like, yeah. "Hey, like, are you Army?" <laughs> <laughs> and then we oh like ended up talking and uh, like exchanging Twitter handles Aww, and stuff. So we that's so each other. nice. Yeah. New York is probably like one of the main central hubs for BTS Army. Maybe other so. than Los Angeles, maybe right? LA, but yeah. yeah. Wow, that's so fun. Like, I feel like being part of, like, a fan group like that can be so cool. Like, um, I'm not really, I don't, I think the only thing that I'm, like, a huge, huge fan of is Snoopy stuff. Oh. So, like, if I go to a store, I'm really good at finding Snoopy gear. <laughs> um, and I have, like, a couple of friends. Like, my sister-in-law is also super into Snoopy. So, anytime there's, like, a Snoopy collab at a store, we send each other links to, like, oh, buy stuff. Oh, that's cute. Um, but, like, I've never felt, like, this, like, I don't know. Snoopy's kind of everywhere and it's like kind of old school. So there's not like Snoopy events and whatnot. <laughs> um, but I've always admired those communities. Like when I was in, so um, in San Diego, Comic-Con happens like mm. every year, right? And it's like one of the biggest conventions. Mm-hmm. And so when I was, uh, before I moved out to the Bay Area, we, my husband and I used to go to Comic-Con not to go to Comic-Con, but to observe the people going to Comic-Con. <laughs> <laughs> like we would just go to downtown San Diego because uh, it's at the convention center and yeah. we just like go to bars and stuff and everyone's so nice because they're all within their communities uh-huh. you know and people are like cosplaying and then eventually we started watching like doctor who and stuff and so we like were able to point out doctor who cosplay wow. and it was just like the energy is just so different right and i imagine that's the same for bts of just like just being with your people yeah you know, like people who are also huge fans of stuff is like so fun yeah and like you even if you're like meeting someone for the first time you at least have one thing to talk about that's like yeah. in common so it's like maybe easier to make friends or like it's less awkward totally <laughs> to like and go up can, to like, people you can talk about so like so much you could just talk about only that too. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how fun. Well, we're coming to the end of the show. Um, oh, and we wow. talked about, yeah, it's, a, it's kind of a pretty short, good sized show. <laughs> um, but uh, we talked a little bit, a little bit about creativity, freelance stuff, as well as BTS. But do you always want to leave off with kind of just like advice for listeners to kind of just like and viewers to just li- like keep in their minds and stuff so i think because we talked about creativity mm-hmm. and also kind of crafting your own life um for anybody who's looking to do that what advice do you have for folks like what um if there could be like a yukasan fortune cookie that you could <laughs> leave for people we talked in the last episode wait, i called it a little fortune cookie but that's so cute. what yeah what what kind of what advice or words of wisdom would you oh. share with them um i would say find find the yarns within your life to knit your perfect sweater oh that's so poetic (laughs) i love that so like 
it could be anything from your childhood or like what you love, what you're really good at. Um, just like blend those together and make, like try to make something new and you might create some magic. Wow, I love that. Make your own tapestry yeah. by using what you have, your experiences. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> Knitting has been a theme for yes. today. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank um, you so much for having me. Yeah, this was so fun. I feel like we got to talk about a lot of stuff. We, I feel like whenever we talk, we could talk for hours about any particular topic. So, so glad you could finally be on the show. I'm going to leave links to Yuka-san's stuff in the show notes. If you're listening to the podcast version, then make sure to watch the video recording of this episode and others on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash hello Mayuko. Okay, great. great. Awesome. That's it. Thank, Thank you so you. much. <laughs> Thanks, Bye. everybody. Bye. Bye.